Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. This radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege they bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or special guests on this broadcast, you can contact me by sending your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com or you can give me a call, Steve B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now folks, Enjoy What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And seeing that it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, we always have a special edition with my co-host Kelly Fletcher. She serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. We really enjoy uh, listening to her shows. And I just hope you enjoy your listening experience on tonight. Kelly, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Have a great show. This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to a talk with my sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to a talk with my sisters, also known as the Kelly Fletcher Show, on CBB Media Productions with a Word from the Lord radio show. I am your co-host, Kelly Fletcher, and I'm a member of the Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana. Should you have any questions during tonight's show, please send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. So the discussion for this evening is women's health and maintaining physical fitness. And I have two very special guests, Candace Shelton from Kingsley Terrace Church of Christ and Shamika Crowder. Thank you both so much for being here this evening. Uh, before we get started, do you mind introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about what you do? And Candice, if you want to go first. Okay. Thank you very much, Kelly, for hosting this important topic. My name is Candace Shelton. I am a registered nurse. I am a health coach, an entrepreneur, and a certified case manager. So my history with women's health started a long time ago in my career, but it was because my family members were affected first. And then as I began to work with health care, I saw so many things that really made me aware that it was important to talk with women about our own health. And then in health coaching people, I realized people were not aware of what they need to be doing on a routine basis. So I'll talk more about that in uh, in a few minutes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And Shamika? Hello, everyone. My name is Shamika Crowder. 
Um, and I am a community health worker engagement coordinator. Um, that's my profession. Um, also, I am a certified community health worker, a personal trainer, a group instructor, as well as a health educator. And my fitness journey started um, immediately after um, having my daughter. Um, my family had previous histories of different chronic diseases and things like that, so I always knew um, I've always been into fitness, but immediately after um, having my daughter, um, I just really didn't feel like feel my, like myself. So um, I started working out with my daughter. I started um, incorporating other mothers and other women throughout Indiana, and that's kind of how my fitness business started and how I um, got into being a group instructor um, just because I wanted to manage um, my health conditions, I wanted to manage my weight as well as feel like myself again, So, and I'll go mm-hmm. into that a little bit as well, um, but ever since then, um, I've grown as far as fitness, and I also do like health education and one-on-one trainings, anything you could think of fitness um, and health, I do. So, thank you for having okay. me on the show, and I look forward to the questions. Thank you so much. It, it, we have a couple of experts on the phone, so so I, I really appreciate this, and I'm going to enjoy this discussion uh, and the information that both of you have uh, to offer. Um, I know we have a number of questions, so we'll get right into it. Um, with the first one, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, Candice, and then um, Shamika, if you want to answer, and then we'll just kind of go back and forth. Um, so my first question um, is about heart disease. So according to the CDC, heart disease was the leading cause of death for women in the U.S. in 2017. Is it still the leading cause? And if so, what is it that we as women do or don't do that leads to heart disease? Yes, Kelly, to answer your question, it is still the number one cause of death in women overall, but also specifically African-American women, we are mm-hmm. faced with that because I believe uh, two things, and I, I want to address actually chronic uh, illnesses anyway, but I, I believe mm-hmm. we uh, suffer from two things. One, not knowing our own history, not asking questions of our prior generation, our grandmothers, our aunts, our uncles, to find out, and it's not just women's health, it's for all people's health. If we do not ask questions, then we kind of grow up not understanding even what to expect, what to ask. So first of all, I think that contributes to it, not asking questions. Also, by the time we do arrive at our adulthood, so I'm talking about 21, 22, around that age, do we do an assessment of ourselves? And that is to ask, and am I healthy in all these different arenas? Because if I believe we address those things first, then we will be prepared to know how to deal with and make wise decisions for our own health care before that time. So, yes, it is still the leading cause, as you said, per the CDC and the Coalition on Minority Health. They address that for women. And, um, again, knowing our history, you know, is is heart disease already in your family? And if you don't 
know that it is, then you don't even know what you can be preventing or doing to avoid, uh, you know, that occurring or being prepared knowing how to manage what may be about to happen to you. So it is important, one, to know, and two, the choices that you can make. And some of the choices, um, and I'm sure Shamika is going to speak about this, is, as she's saying, exercising, staying healthy. As I health coached with people, I realized a lot of them, one, didn't know their history. Two, it's in our society, and then this goes back further. We often celebrate any event with food. So the kinds of food we're used to eating are often things that are traditional. And there's a lot of good traditional foods, of course. Um, So greens, of which many of us love, and but they were cooked with hog moths or pork of different kinds. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, and if we made homemade macaroni and cheese, of course, it had sour cream in it. It had all the richness you could ever imagine in its base, tasting so good. And um, instead of us, yeah, so, you know, we're used to uh, doing that. So when we celebrate, we're always used to having food. And then Mm -hmm. the types of food that we choose to have and intake make a huge difference then. Uh, Heart disease develops actually a lot of times over a period of time. So if you imagine a water hose that has rocks in it is kind of what happens when we have a buildup of cholesterol in our system. It's called arteriosclerosis or arthrosclerosis so that we have that buildup over a period of time. By the time we start experiencing symptoms, it's late. And then we're trying to do, I believe what we do in America, we do curative medicine instead of practicing preventive medicine. I'm not going to keep on talking, but, yeah, to address that, that does remain the number one thing uh, that does take the lives. And we don't always have to die. We can be having heart attacks and be very disabled or stroke. When we talk Mm. about heart disease, those are the things we're looking at. We're looking at strokes. We're looking at heart attacks. We're looking at what's called trans-ischemic accidents. So they're like mini strokes that can be occurring. So if we are not even aware of those kinds of things, then we we don't stop to take the time to make different choices because we've not been empowered to know what to do. So uh, the lack of activity, um, and and this will speak more to some of this as well, um, but we as African-American women, we're also obese, and some of that, again, mm-hmm. goes a lot of that goes back to our emotional eating and many other things. But most of all, we don't know that we shouldn't be taking in those kinds of foods on a routine basis. So I'll speak with that a little bit more. But, yeah, I wanted to say that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Shamika, mm-hmm. uh, could Hi, you yes. please maybe elaborate so, on it some? Yes. 
just to piggyback on a little bit that she was speaking on, um, especially when it comes down to diet and exercise, um, I think that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the biggest things that we do, women do, as well as African Americans as a whole. As she was speaking, like if we make green beans, then we do stuff like put hog mog and stuff. And so one of the things that I'm big on is teaching people rather than telling them these are certain cultures and things that have been in people in, in their family for many years. And you can't, um, so you want to try to teach them and give them alternatives to still being able to eat some of their healthier foods, um, but being healthy. So maybe choosing turkey or, you know, instead of the certain pork eat. But I think diet is a big um, indicator, and I feel like if people can make decisions every single day to just become healthier, then overall Mm -hmm. they can have um, better health. Um, Like she was saying, a lot of these um, diseases are um, from your family history, but you kind of have a you have completely have control over, you know, making changes just by simply simply dieting and exercising. And exercise is really, really important, and it can contribute and make your life healthier in all aspects, especially when it comes to heart disease because it's getting the heart rate up, it's getting your blood flowing, and things like that. And so if a person is, you know, not really being active, then their heart isn't pumping the blood, it's not getting that oxygen, and it's not flowing how it's supposed to flow. Um, And so then any type of strenuous things that happen or if something goes wrong, then all this pressure is put onto your heart. And this is another reason why people have a lot of heart disease and things like that is because they're not getting their heart active how they're supposed to. So she spoke on everything that I was going to talk to, but I think that the biggest thing within the African-American culture is really just our us having that soul food, eating a lot of fried foods, eating foods that are mm-hmm. unhealthy. And we can't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's disrespectful to me for me to go and tell somebody what they should or should not do. But what I believe in is just teaching them alternatives, teaching them ways, and giving them the facts like we're doing on this uh, podcast so that they can start making behavior changes for themselves. But it really has to be something that we um, teach them because a lot of people did not have those resources before now, which is the reason why they, you know, cooked how they cooked and used the seasonings that they seasoned and stuff like that. Exactly. Now, and, and just based on, excuse me, some of the information that you guys have just given, um, now I've recently uh, started exercising again. Um, Back in 2014, uh, March, I think it was March 23rd, actually, of 2014, um, I ended up having a TIA. And then uh, I ended up going to the hospital, and I found out that I have um, heart failure, or what they called um, cardiomyopathy after they ran all the tests. Um, I'm, I'm thankful to God that the uh, it was just the TIA and it wasn't a massive stroke. Uh, I'm also thankful to God that my heart has, um, I guess, is like back to normal in a sense, but um, I do know that it's still enlarged. So, I, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I've got to pick back up um, with, my, with my exercising. Because uh, I fell off for a little bit there, um, but I, my doctor told me, or the cardiologist had told me, that my um, blood pressure 
was out of control for about two years. Now, I didn't want to take my medication. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to take medicine. I'll just, you know, exercise and that'll help it. Well, it didn't because then my cholesterol was also out of whack, you know, and, and that was high. And I smoked. And so on March, around March 23rd, March 24th is when I stopped smoking of 2014, and I haven't picked up a cigarette. Congratulations. Since. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, so it's, it's one of those things, just having uh, discipline, and that's that's what I'm trying to work on. I'm having discipline, so I'm truly appreciative of the information that you guys are providing because it's encouraging to me and motivates me, and I'm hoping that it will be encouraging and motivate those who are listening. Yeah, because everyone doesn't always get that second chance, that second opportunity to make those better decisions, so you really have to start today. That's the biggest thing. Like, it was a blessing that it was just that small, you know, stroke that you had. But other people, you know, will have a stroke for the first time, and other it may be a lot worse. So that's why it's very important for people to just start today on whatever they want to do to become healthier. Right, right. Okay. And and I agree with Shamika. It's never too late to start. Um, And every day that we put it off, and it is about making choices, as she said. Uh, I, as a health coach, never told anyone and will never tell anyone what to do, but I will introduce to them their choices so that they can choose to do something different. Right. That's right. Okay. Um, Shamika, uh, this question is for you or well for both of you, but I'll start with Shamika. Um, Are there other conditions that can lead to other diseases? Um, For example, prediabetes or diabetes, um, can those affect the heart? And if so, um, how how can they um, be contributing factors? Yes, so other contributing or other chronic diseases that can come from heart disease, as of course what we talked about was like stroke. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason being is because in other heart diseases, um, high cholesterol, so basically a lot of the things that we've already touched on a little bit, but basically the reason why is because um, over time having that high blood sugar, it can damage your blood vessels and, and the nervous system uh, in your heart. And that's what controls mm-hmm. your heart. So that's what's going to lead to, like, the high cholesterol and things like that. So um, I know a lot of times people will get uh, diagnosed, I guess, with, like, pre-diabetic, and they'll start dieting and start exercising so that they do not um, become a full, become a diabetic. So it's really important for you to know that these things can lead to more things. And I know later on in our discussion, we're going to talk about mental health. And so then that's a factor that's going to play into it as well. So once right. again, I think that with our our body being whole, uh, and I like to address things like a holistic, one, one thing is going to affect another. So if your heart, if you're having high blood pressure, from having heart disease, then it's going to put pressure on your other organisms in your body and um, your other organs in your body, and it's going to cause you to become sick and unhealthy. So it's really just you have to really pay attention to everything in your body and 
be individual about everything. Okay. Okay. That's true. And Candace, did you have um, any anything to add to that? Yes. I, I want to add that you asked specifically about diabetes. And when I look at our body, I, I look at it holistically as she was stating. Because when we look at, and I'm going to a little science here, uh, Maslow's theory about our needs and what has to be addressed, Mm-hmm. And the first thing were the physical needs is the foundation of of our body and how we actually operate. So if we don't take in good food, so the three basic needs are food, clothing, and shelter. And mm-hmm. when any of those are not met, and I'll have to speak to the food deserts that have been created in our neighborhoods now. So this is an ongoing problem. This is not just an isolated thing that is occurring. When people do not have access to good food, if you take away grocery stores out of neighborhoods, what I have Mm -hmm. seen are the filling stations and other things that are in neighborhoods instead. So when people go to eat, they go to the closest thing they have if they don't own a car. And they walk to a filling station or a short stop store, and what is in there are things that are full of salt and full of sugar. Mm -hmm. So, again, over a period of time, if that's what we intake every day or those kinds of things or uh, any of your burger places, beef takes 72 hours to digest. So it doesn't leave our body. So if I'm a person who likes hamburgers every day for lunch or I'm a steak eater, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that if I eat it on Sunday, I shouldn't turn around and eat it on Monday for lunch or dinner the next day um, because Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is my body never gets time to break that down and process. Beef is the highest food in fat, one of the highest foods in fat. So... If you're talking about a collection of, as she was saying, it's a collection. It's a, a buildup. And it's over a process, you know, of time. So that diabetes, uh, one thing that people who have diabetes have also is usually high cholesterol. And that is because mm-hmm. their bodies do not break down the fat as easy. As she was saying, when your blood sh- glucose or your blood sugar runs very high, it mm-hmm. is causing and allowing also fats to build up on the walls of your uh, arteries. And then that acts like that tube or hose, I was saying, that has like rocks in it. So blood flow, as she was saying, does not get to your vital organs. And over a period of time, and those things all work together then. So when we talk about food, we talk about access to healthy food, and we talk about then making the choices of eating them. And then we're talking about, as she was saying, physical activity. I call it movement. So sometimes I need to park my car further away and walk further into my job. Or if I'm going to go shopping, (laughs) do I make that choice to park on the back lot and then walk into where I'm going to go shop? So that I get some walking in. I'm moving all the time. It does make a, a difference. And as she says, 
circulation can only happen if we, you know, stay on the move. Um, you know, I like movies every now and then. So I'm going to sit and be, uh, I'm not a couch potato, but I'm definitely going to sit there and watch that movie. You know, that's going to be two hours. But even during that two hours, if I get up and move around, you know, uh, there are so many things we can do even as we get older. Um, you may not be able to go to the gym and do a fitness program, but walking is the most simplest and also free way of exercising. And right. that alone, uh, the recommendation now these days for exercising is about 30 to 45 at least three to four times a week. And that in itself, if that's walking every time that you do that, that's great. That's going to keep the circulation going. It keeps our heart healthy, our lungs healthy. Um, I think the pandemic has pulled the cover back off of a lot of things that have been occurring in our bodies. And when we've come in contact with COVID, my goodness, all the things were brought forth and kind of overwhelmed many people. But if you don't even know you have these things going on, uh, you know, just from a lifestyle standpoint. So, you know, the food, clothing, and shelter. So we have a lot of homelessness right now. So they eat whatever they can get wherever they can get. Uh, And people even who are working by the middle of the month run out of money. So trees will offer you a variety of foods, including some uh, fresh produce, milk, and vegetables mm-hmm. and fruit. So, you know, go. Go to those places and get that. And don't, uh, you know, don't. I'm saying don't. But you have an option of doing that as opposed to stopping at the filling station, getting pop, chips, you know, things that are full of sugar and salt. So, right. you know, yes, that all contributes to diabetes is often um, – Familiar, which means does it run in your family? As she was saying before, it most likely mm-hmm. may. And but it's your choice to know what should I do about this in my own family. There's a lot of diabetes and cancer, and knowing that, then the choices I need to make for myself, I want to make choices that do not contribute to that. But do I have a sweet tooth? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, so I have to bring in under subjection, you know, because uh, I know yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know me, you know, and uh, there are many type of olics, and I'm a carboholic, so I know who I am and what I need to do about it, and I need to change, you know, and I have changed. I've changed what I intake and the choices I make, you know, for foods. Uh, and it just makes a huge difference for all of us. But, yes, all those are contributing factors to heart disease. Uh, so when we think about the chronic diseases, that means it's an absence of wellness. So okay. these are all symptoms. And when you think about diabetes often, when you think about kidney disease, cancers, they're actually symptoms of our body being unhealthy. And over a period of time, but it, it's a contributing factors to our environment, our heredity, and then the choices that we're making. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Okay, um, before we go to break, uh, Shamika, did you have any uh, final thoughts um, about this question or the diabetes? 
No, I don't. I don't have anything. I, I think between the both of us, we've covered most of it. Um, but okay. I don't have anything right now. Okay. All right. Well, uh, what we'll do is take a quick break here, and um, when we come back, we'll um, touch a little bit on um, cancer, and then we'll talk a little bit about mental health. I'll turn it over to Brother Stevie for a break. All right, you worshipers. Time to forget about all the trouble the devil's brought in our life. Give it over to God. Yeah. I want you to know right now at this time. We gotta give it praise. Let everybody worship the Lord. Oh, come on, saints. It's worthy. Everything, Shelton and um, Shamika Crowder, and we're discussing women's health and uh, maintaining physical fitness. So we've um, they've made a lot of interesting points, a lot of good points, and I've been over here taking some notes. Um, but what we're going to just touch on a little bit right now is um, cancer, and I'm, I'm going to uh, it'll be about two to three questions uh, together, but I know that cancer is another disease uh, that turns people's worlds upside down. Uh, What is the number one cancer found in women, and 
are there things that we can do to lower our risk of cancer or even prevent it? Um, Candice, if you want to start with that question. Yes, I can. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Candice, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> the number one cancer for women is breast cancer. Okay. And for us as African American women, um, it is our number one. And often because it is detected later. And or, again, it's one of those areas that if you're not taught to do the basic things, uh, breast self-exam, and I'll just speak to that briefly, it should be done monthly, and you often will need to mark on a calendar when you want to do your breast self-exam so that you're consistent in doing it every month. Many people will do it prior to their uh, cycles, their menstrual cycle, and and or afterwards. Um, but we know during or prior to our cycles, a lot of times maybe your breasts become tender and that kind of thing. So you want to do it at a time that they're not going to be that way. So just being aware is one of our largest elements to be aware of. Also, again, history. If you know that is in your family, the idea is to have your physician make sure that he or she examines you to make sure they don't feel any type of defects or any changes in your breast. And you can do that as well at home monthly is by doing the breast self-exam. Contribute to cancer again or those factors of family history. Is it already in your, you know, history? Um, and because of many people that is in their families, the physicians can actually draw what we call blood work that pulls a marker that says you may be at risk for breast cancer. It's called BRCA. And if you know that is in, again, in your family, asking that question of your primary care doctor, and I'm going to put a plug in there about okay. primary doctors primary care physicians, because often, and I and only from coaching, health coaching people, one of the questions I'll ask them is, when's the last time you've been to the doctor? They said, I haven't been sick. So I ask people this question. I ask them, what do you drive? And they'll tell me their cars that they drive, and they're so proud of them. And I said, you might not be able to drive that anymore. And they said, well, why not? And I said, because if you don't, if you let your car, I'm sure you take good care of that car. You keep gas mm-hmm. in it. You have oil changes. You make sure the tires are doing well. And you get a, a tune-up to make sure it's going to keep running well. I said, how do we do things like that, but we don't do our bodies like that? Wow, I said, for us wow. to go years without seeing a primary care physician sets us up to not be able to catch defects and detectable things that may be going on in our body. So I'm just going to encourage everyone to always go for your annual physical. Do not skip it. 
And if you find that you're running a little behind on it, still call and make that appointment. And do go. Don't skip it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because also uh, what's right behind um, breast cancer as uh, the number one thing for women, and if men are listening for this too, uh, men have colon and prostate cancer. It's the number one uh, cancer that our men die from. Uh, So when we look at for women, it's usually breast cancer first then lung cancer, and that is because of sins in our society, in the environment, but also because we put those things in our body. So I'm speaking of anything that we're inhaling, from a cigarette to cannabis to anything else that people are inhaling. Cigarettes have 21 carcinogens, and those are the category of things that cause cancer. So cigarettes alone have 21 carcinogens in them. So if I'm a smoker and I smoke the rest of the day, I'm introducing poisons and toxins into my body over and over again. Right. Um, you know, over a period of time, again, the progression is to break down your normal lung cells as well as your throat, you know, and your tongue. Uh, those end up with cancer easily also as well. Uh, colon, colon and rectal cancer is the third one for women, and then uterine cancer is the fourth one. Um, and what contributes to those, as I was saying, is usually our toxins in our society, and they can be environmental. Um, we live in Indiana. Well, Indiana is a flat state. So the fires that happen in California Mm-hmm. They actually come and settle in our trees because we don't have any mountains and we don't have water, which are protectors that pull those things away from your environment. But we don't have that. So people who moved to Indiana from other places often start having sinus trouble and other kinds of things. But anyway, those things contribute yeah. to our envir- environmental toxins, things that we inhale, we're breathing it, um, and then we're, of course, things that we can put in, substances that we put in our body or we inhale them, snorting, snorting them, whatever we're doing with them. Right. Those are toxins, right. and they can contribute to breaking down our normal cells, which opens us uh, up to and makes us at risk for having cancers of various kinds. And then any risky right. behavior. Uh, now I'm talking about sexual behavior. Um, mm-hmm. So anytime we expose ourselves to chili, and we don't protect ourselves. We don't know what they are carrying. So, right. um, you know, just to talk a little bit about sexual health, if we're exposing ourselves and we're at risk, then we can also open ourselves up to, again, breaking down our body and our cells, which leads us open to developing different kinds of cancer. Wow. Okay. Okay. Shamika, did you have anything to add? Um, yes, I do. Okay. So um, studies show that, if you all know, the exercise, um, when you exercise, your body releases certain, um, um, I guess you could say, molecules that can boost your immune function. Um, it can help you to fight off cancers and certain things like that. So probably understand that or know that. So exercising within itself can help you to reduce um, your chances of um, 
certain cancers like breast cancer um, or certain things like obesity. So mm-hmm. it really is important that your body has certain things that's already stored in it that can help you to have natural fighting off of certain diseases and certain immune immunities. So it's really important to exercise because they help to reduce the cancers because of the re- releasing of those molecules. And I'm sorry if I'm rambling because I'm trying to actually no. get the correct terminology. <laughs> um, no, you're fine. You're this, fine. But just in general, it just, it helps your it helps to fight your immune system. It helps your immune system when you exercise, which could contribute to lowering your chances of certain cancers like breast cancer. And I know that when you exercise, um, the I think she was speaking about that, like your sex hormone is released as well, mm-hmm. which contributes to breast mm-hmm. cancer. So that can um, overall, I think, when you think about diseases and stuff, I think this is something that can help to fight off certain cancers as well because the better that your immune system is, the better that you'll be able to function and um, help to fight off those diseases. So overall, I just wanted to speak on the exercise part of it and what I've read regarding um, how your body works and the different things that is released to help your immune system be be stronger. Okay. And I'm actually after this uh, after this podcast, I'm planning to go in there and do my exercise and deny it. <laughs> it's like I'm trying not to skip a day. So <laughs> I still have to for this thing as well. <laughs> well that, yeah, yeah that, that's a good thing. A lot of times people can't always make it to the gym, but I tell people all the right. time, five and below, it's a store. If people have never heard of it, they have weights yeah. in there. They have everything that you yeah. can purchase for $5 or less, and you can do stuff right at your home. It doesn't take a large gym, a lot of fancy equipment for you to get mm-hmm. active and get your heart rate up. So. Right, right. Oh, look, yeah. I do uh, low-impact aerobics at home, and I do yoga. <laughs> You're right. Uh-huh. We don't have to go <laughs> yes. sit down all the time. Yes, and they have chair exercises. Yes, and I know, I know a lot of, no, a lot of people – I know a lot of people um, weren't able to work out a lot during the pandemic when the pandemic first hit because a lot of gyms were closed or they were just mm-hmm. very cautious about being around people. So I know I stepped up my working, working from home. I stepped it up working from home as well just because I didn't want to just be sitting around all the time. I wanted to be active. So it's really important for people to just be innovative and just think of ways and like like you were saying, do something, whether it's just a walk around right. the block, whether you just sit there and maybe do some squats or just something to get your heart rate up every single day. I think it will make a huge right. difference in your life. Yes. yes. Agreed. Agreed. Now, this next topic uh, or, or question, I know this could probably take a whole podcast in itself, um, and I'm actually planning on um, – having a show later in the year, but it's on mental health. Um, So I know that some women are, are, well, not just women, but uh, people in general are dealing with more than one of the health conditions that we just talked about. How does this contribute um, to their mental health? And Shamika, if you want to start with that question. Yes. Um, I think that sometimes 
people when they are lonely or um, isolating themselves for whatever the reasoning is, they may eat more and they're usually like a lot less active, which can lead to mm-hmm. chronic diseases. And then once they develop these chronic diseases, now um, they're stressed out because of all of the things that the doctor is telling them or because they are fighting this cancer or whatever it is that they have been diagnosed with. So it can lead them into a very, very deep depression. And as we were talking about things being holistic, if you're not prepared, if you're not there mentally, um, then physically you're not going to be able to do what you have to do because I think it all works in in, – it it all is in sync and it's all in unison. Like I just think of – have you ever just heard of – people saying like mind over matter sometimes. Mm-hmm. And when you think about mm-hmm. certain chronic diseases, you have to um, have that mindset and that willingness and that willpower to go ahead and try to do what you can do to try to improve your health, whatever that may be. So I think that now um, with the pandemic um, and with all of the things that like the black and brown African Americans are going through, is really taking a toll on our mental health. But people have to um, or need to, I don't want to say have to, they need to just make Mm -hmm. conscious um, decisions. So see therapists. Um, Right now I'm taking a mindfulness course that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's just two hours um, every week, and it's just um, having you to think about certain things, Um, yoga, meditation, whatever that person's beliefs are, prayer, whatever they believe in, um, but they have to get rooted in some type of, uh, in something that's going to help them to be able to fight and do what they have to do. A lot of people have motivation, but I think you have to have discipline in order to really reach your goals um, because motivation right. fades after after some time. So I <laughs> yeah. think mentally you just have to be mindful um, and seek help if needed. Agreed. Agreed. And Candice, uh, anything you would want to add to this? About the I agree with Jamaica. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think the pandemic kind of pulled the covers back on the value of family, friendships, and connection. Mm-hmm. Because if those things are not there before, all of us. One of our needs, again, going back to Maslow's theory, we need to know that we're safe. Uh, We saw a lot Mm -hmm. and still see a lot of domestic violence, like everywhere. Right. Uh, Right. It has really just escalated. And when you don't feel like you're loved and you don't know that you're loved or that you belong, that you're connected to a group of people, you know, Anytime people usually have religious experiences, it's easy to go to the building and still not be connected. So those friendships and those staying connected with people is so important. We have kind of moved to a society where if you have yours and you're all good to yourself, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I believe the pandemic hit us right where we were. Because it's not okay that people don't stay connected. You know, many people do live by themselves. So who were they talking to and staying connected with, you know, um, during during this time? We're going on now where 
we're almost at the two-year mark, you know, and mm-hmm. many were isolated. So they didn't have anyone to talk to, uh, to be in connection with. Many homeless people, even though they were homeless, they were still maybe going for their mental health therapy by going to therapy, still going and getting their medicine. And when all these things were shut down, people were isolated. And now you see many more homeless people in this room than we did, you know, right. before. So as uh, Shamika was saying, therefore, where is your motivation coming from when you're not staying connected or you don't have any spiritual foundation in your life to know, to trust in uh, God mm-hmm. or Some people may call him the higher power, but something to help you stay grounded. And mental health is very serious. It is for real. And many people we know um, still put stigmas on people for having mental illness. As we observe people, um, people are very intelligent. They may have mental illness that has them making choices that leaves them very vulnerable and at risk. And other times people are isolated because of of just that, because people will not interact with them because they have a mental illness. But right. mental right. illness is for real, and I'm glad you're going to have a podcast later on it because there's a lot that goes <laughs> yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. But that self-esteem comes from us knowing that we're staying connected with people. And, of course, many of us arrive at our adulthood maybe and sometimes have never been given that. Maybe out of your primary family, you know, your father, your mother, your siblings, maybe that mm-hmm. was not encouraged or built within your primary family system. So right. where do you learn it along the way to have that positive self-esteem? And that is begin to, beginning to surround ourselves with people who will encourage us, who will help us build up. And it help us realize that we can achieve. And when those things are disconnected, then a person is not motivated to go for it. I can achieve more than what I've been given. Um, right. So we're we're not just made to be just who we are. We're we're designed and made to be who the Creator wants us to be. So He's given us a whole right. life. And That's if right. we can encourage people to keep striving to go forward and staying connected with other people, I think it will make a huge difference in people's mental health. Right. Agreed. Tamika, anything additional that you would like to comment on or add? I just wanted to um, speak a little bit on, uh, like, African-Americans seeking therapy. Um, I know it's okay. a lot of um, stigma that's surrounded by that, um, even today. Mm-hmm. And I do think that more people are seeking um, therapy or speaking to one, at least speaking to professionals about it or speaking to someone in general. And I just want to tell people that it, it is okay. It's nothing to be ashamed right. about. Um, it's nothing to hide because a lot of times when you keep a lot of things in the inside of you, you don't let it out, you don't express it, um, you're only hurting and damaging yourself, your mental health. Um, I feel like a lot of times people, a lot of people probably have gone through depression before, just so on there about mm-hmm. everyone. I've had 
you know, depression before. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to have tools um, equipped. You have to have tools ready to help you to get out of that depression. And that's going to be from you doing self-care, whether that's reading something, whether that's seeking help. So I just want to let people know that that's listening, that it's nothing wrong with it. So please seek um, any type of treatment, care, whatever you need to do um, to make it better. Um, your your mother may not have the answer. Your grandmother, whoever you're talking to, they can definitely give you advice, but professionals are out there that can help you as well. And just make sure that you're, you know, being um, intentional about your mental health. Right. right. That's right. Okay. Uh, we have, it's so much more that we could talk about. Um, and we've only touched on a, a few health conditions, but I know we're, we're quickly coming to a close. Um, but before we end, um, if you wouldn't mind, what advice do you want to leave or can you leave for our listeners? Uh, Candace, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Shamika. Um, I would say to uh, ask questions, do a self-assessment, and this is ongoing. It doesn't mean just to do it once. Um, mm-hmm. When you do the self-assessment, it is about looking at the different scopes of what we call health. So we're talking about our physical being. We're talking about our mental wellness. We're talking about um, our financial wellness. We're talking mm-hmm. about our spiritual wellness, our sexual wellness. So it's speaking of our whole being. Because we're and when you do yeah. that assessment, ask yourself these questions. You know, am I healthy in this area, and how do you know whether you are or not? And as she just says, just like with mental health, if, if we know we have hurt our foot, we, we go to the doctor. Well, mental health is no different. So um, many people treat it with alcohol, drugs, risky behavior, and instead... Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong, as she said, with acknowledging what it is and then getting the correct help for it. And it, again, is just like anything else. It's an ongoing treatment. We're not going to go get treated once and then it's going to go away. It's not like that. As she says, I love that, but she says having the right tools in our toolbox for all these Mm -hmm. different things that we were addressing today. And if we don't have the right tools, then we can't manage it correctly. And I just want to encourage people to do just that. Go to the doctor, make your appointment every year, exercise or move on a daily basis, and mm-hmm. think about that we don't live, we live to eat our food so we can be healthy, but we're not mm-hmm. made because of food. Uh, so right. if we can treat ourselves well, I think that that's the big thing in all areas of our lives. And thank you for having me on today. I, hey, I appreciate you being here, uh, and Shamika as well. I really do. Both of you are a wealth of knowledge. Um, Shamika, any final words? Yes. So my advice to women would be, first off, take care of yourself. Um, put yourself mm-hmm. first. 
Um, take yeah. breaks, whether it's days, whether it's moment, whatever you have to do to participate in self-care um, is really important. So go to the doctor, um, go to the gym, mm-hmm. um, eat right and exercise, and just make sure that you're putting yourself before others. Um, I know I've no, I know a situation of a person who was doing something for everyone. They were running here, yeah. um, taking them yeah. to the doctor, and then – uh, suddenly something happened with their health. And um, really, at, when once the doctor talked to them, the doctor said, well, it's nothing really wrong with you but stress. And people have to understand that stress can really kill you. So don't yeah. be um, afraid to be um, to participate in self-care because I don't feel like self-care is selfish. Some people like to say that it is, but I don't think that right. self-care is selfish. So just make sure you're doing stuff to put yourself first um, and to always be thinking about you when making decisions. Right, right. So that's my advice to everyone. Just put yourself first um, and, you know, put your mind to it and you can, you can do whatever you want to do. Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Well, and again, I I really, really, really appreciate the conversation tonight and the information that you both have shared. Um, Like I said, I've made my notes, and I'm keeping these things in my mind um, just to to make me a better person, not only physically, but spiritually, mentally. So I just want to be, you know, a a well-rounded person. So I really appreciate the information. So, uh, and I'm, um, like I said, I'm grateful for the discussion. Uh, I also want to thank Brother Stevie uh, for this opportunity and this platform to discuss a, a very important and necessary subject. My prayer is that it is beneficial um, to all those who were listening, not just the women, but to the men in our audience as well. Um, should you have any questions or comments, for uh, the guests tonight, after the show, please inbox me on Facebook or send me an email at atalkwmsisters, that's all one word, at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to forward your questions and or your comments over to Shamika and or Candice. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I'll turn it over to Brother Stevie. This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to A Talk With My Sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy, no. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord.
Tired, so tired. 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.